when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 147 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. We have no Damon this week. You get a Tom and Trevor show. Lucky you. And that's <laughs> because Damon's traveling right now. So. Yeah, Damon's... Uh, I mean, I don't know if Damon wants us to disclose the location that he's going to. So <laughs> if he well, wants to do that on the Facebook group, he can. I, I, thought he's, I thought he mentioned it last week. Did he? Yeah, I don't remember because he, he said he wouldn't be around because he's uh, he's going to. Yeah, I'm he's pretty sure he said it on the episode. He's in Hilton Head. No one's going to track yeah. him down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, so, nobody's going to hear this until uh, until Monday anyway. So, oh yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I, I guess he's only there for the weekend, right? So exactly. So okay, yeah. So yeah, we are recording early on a Friday, and I guess you know I'll I'll start by throwing out a happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian listeners because yeah, it is Thanksgiving here this weekend, and um, for you, Tom, it's, it's Columbus Day, right? Uh, Monday, yeah, Monday. Okay. It's but it, but most people, I was I was telling you about this. I I just happen to have off for that day, but most people don't. But uh, mm-hmm. I I do, so <laughs> I'm gonna have a nice three day weekend. I was telling you, I'm gonna go see uh, Shang Chi in the theater. Yeah. Which I'm excited about because I, I didn't I haven't gotten to see it. I was just going to go at like noon and like no one's going to be there. But see, I I think that's actually like I, I get the whole seeing things on opening day, but you have to admit so much nicer when you go and the the theater oh, yeah. is empty, right? <laughs> oh, I love. Listen, I, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I don't like the theater experience anymore because there's always somebody talking. There's somebody on their phone. There's you know just somebody behaving badly while you're trying to watch the movie right it's not like mm-hmm. a shared experience anymore because people for whatever reason have lost their their manners you know and so for me i want to go when there's no one there like that's when i want to go like i don't need but I, I mean i know they always show like those clips of like of like endgame right where and spoiler alert if you haven't seen endgame yet you know this don't listen to this but the part where you know <laughs> captain america picks up thor's hammer and then, like, the, the, the crowd goes crazy in the theater. Like, that's a cool thing to be a part of, right? Like, that's a cool, like, thing to be in on when everyone's going crazy for something like that. But at the same time, I want to go and have no one around me, no one talking, so I can actually watch the movie and enjoy it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, those hype moments you're talking about, that doesn't happen very often. Like, no, it does. That, that was like a one in a, once in a, an entire 20 movie chain thing of, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that happened. So. Um, I, I will say we actually I've noticed around here um, some theaters are starting to do more VIP experiences. So they're yeah. they're opening up. Um, uh, it's it's not it's not a lounge, but yeah, like it's a theater, but they actually have tables and it's meant to be like a oh, dinner yeah. dinner and a movie experience, which I, I think that's actually more appealing to me than than the traditional theater experience. At yeah, this yeah. Point. So yeah. that's how I saw Black Widow, actually. And 
it um but i didn't get any food though but it was like the reason i did it is because it was like a big comfy chair like with a recliner and everything mm-hmm. and you got to reserve your own, own seat and so i could you know preserve myself away from everybody else and you know so i i did black widow that way and i i think i'm gonna do it this way too because the theater that's closest to me doesn't have seats like that right but i also noticed like if you see a movie there that's like been out for a month you always end up in what i call the birthday party theater which is, you know, the <laughs> smallest theater they have, right? <laughs> that they use for kids' birthday parties. So you end up in like this tiny little theater where the screen feels smaller and it's just more claustrophobic. And I'm not even talking about COVID stuff here. I just mean like in normal times, I don't love the birthday party theater. So um, I prefer to be in like a real theater. So I, I, I might drive a little bit further to go to one of the nicer ones and, and sit in a comfy recliner and, uh, you know, put my feet up and, and watch me some uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> it's your day off. Treat yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. So, um, yeah. So, so no, so no, Damon. This week we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. So let's I, start with your extra DVC points. What's going? Did on Did I there? talk about this? Did I talk about this? I, I don't. I don't think you did. So I was going. I went into my DVC account and listen. I have been not doing a good job of managing my points this year. Let's say that. <laughs> like I haven't been paying attention, right? <laughs> But, but I knew, I knew that my one contract, that my banking deadline was, was October, right? And I had some points sitting there, right? So I was like, all right, I got a bank, right? So I go in there and I realize I bank all my points. And then I realize I have 26 points for, okay, so I don't know where, how this happened. I, and I'm still, I, I think what happened was because I have those two different membership numbers, I think at one point I transferred 26 points from my March contract to my April contract. And when I did that, it keeps the use year, right? So mm-hmm. I, under my April contract, I have a March use year for 26 points. And I was like, oh. okay. Yeah, I know. It looks really weird. I actually posted in the Discord because it's like, it's a weird picture. It's just because it says like March, April, April, April. And I'm like, wait a second. What? This doesn't make any sense. And then I also have 92 points in my April use year that I can't bank. So it sounds like you actually didn't use enough points i didn't i this is the problem right so i got all these points now and i'm like what in the world and mind you trevor i banked points to next year and i have like 450 points for next year i I don't know what i'm gonna do with all those like that's a lot of points for my little family we might be able to talk about that going (laughs) in a few minutes here oh yeah sure no not gonna do that but um yeah (laughs) but no so now i'm like so now i got these 92 points 26 points so what is that 118 right Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what am I going to do with these 118 points? Like, because I got to spend these now before March and April of next year, and I don't have another trip planned. So, uh, so at first I was like, all right, well, let me rent these out, right? Let me, let me, I'll, I'll rent them out. I'll find a reservation somewhere, and I'll, I'll get them rented out. Fine, that'll be fine, right? And then I was thinking to myself, what if I've always wanted to stay in one of the cabins or one of the bungalows at Polly? What if I just oh. grab one night for my November trip? In one of those, because that would eat up all those points for one night. And I just, because I mean, listen, there are points to blow at this point, right? So, like, why not blow it on doing something cool for just one night of our trip, you know? You know, that's, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, I know a lot of people will say, hey, you know, get the money and then you can, you know, use the money on something else. But on the flip side, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say on the on the flip side, you know, yeah, if, if, I, I guess if I had enough points there to, you know, do one or two nights in a bungalow, I would, yeah, to me, that's a good use of your points. Right? 
I mean, I just want to do it just to say I did it, you know, because like, yeah. they look amazing, right? So, and the poly ones are actually a lot more expensive point wise than the cabin ones, which probably because you get a better view, right? You have a view oh, yeah. of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So, I mean, you I, get a better I, I know that view. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's worth, it's worth the extra points. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's a little more expensive and I actually end up having to borrow a couple points if I went that route, if I, if I got a poly bungalow. Um, cause it's a little more than, than that 118, but I could, I mean, I could pretty securely, I'd have to borrow, I think a couple points to do the, the cascade cabins over at, uh, Wilner's Lodge, but you know what? I, I, I kind of want to do it, but the problem is there's no availability, not a single room of available during the trip that we're going, really? not a three, but yeah, there's not a bungalow. There's not a cabin. There's not a, and at first, by the way, you know, you, you as a, DVC member, at first I was thinking, oh, that's not good. The parks are going to be busy. And then I remember, oh, wait, DVC members like to go when the parks aren't busy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, so I guess I almost feel comforted that it's, that it's booked up. But at the same time, I kind of want to book one of these cabins. Like, I'm, I'm frustrated. I, you know, I thought those were like always available, basically, you know? Well, I, I think this year is the exception. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because <laughs> everybody has know, points to burn. Yeah. For, for two reasons. One, People have points to burn. And two, because of the fact that nothing really happened last year, people are really looking forward to Christmas, like the after hours events, all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of people are taking trips and kind of in the same boat as you that, you know, they had extra points that they didn't, uh, they didn't necessarily know what else to do with. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's exactly right, right? So it, that a lot of people are in the same boat and they're doing stuff like that. So I just like, even though we don't need that much room, obviously there's only two of us in these bungalows sleep like eight people, but you know, who cares? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I want to use these points for something good. It feels, feels kind of boring to rent them out. I want to, I want to blow them on something cool. So are you so. going to try waitlisting it or? You know, I didn't waitlist it. Uh, I did put in like an alert thing and I've been kind of stalking it. Um, I, I didn't waitlist it only because I don't know what night I want to do. And so I, well, I probably want to do a weeknight because the weeknights are cheaper. So either Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking I'll put a waitlist in, but I'm also pretty close to my trip at this point, right? So the waitlist is only going to be in there for a couple weeks because I'm, I'm right. at like 30 days pretty much at this point. So, um, and you know, you go to what, seven days out. So, I mean, you're talking three weeks to be on wait list. I'd almost rather just stock it and hope somebody cancels last minute, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. So, well, I mean, we'll have to see, but I feel like it's a good use of like points that I was just going to waste anyway. So, yeah. If, I mean, if you can get it, I would, I would do the same thing as you if I had yeah. that, that kind of point sitting around. I, I just, don't at this I, point, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you probably you've got some banked up points though, right? I mean, I I do. Um, we actually we were in a position before COVID that we were we had taken a couple of trips in the same year, so we had actually borrowed points. So it, it kind of worked out that um, I, I'm not at a I'm not at that position yet where I have a bunch of extra points that I have to burn. But if this February trip doesn't happen, then yeah, I'll be. I'll be in exactly the same boat where yeah. I'll have like over a hundred points that I have to do something with. I think you're going to be good to go in February. I have a good feeling yeah. that your trip's finally going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, it's a lot's changing pretty fast. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty optimistic that February will make sense. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. yeah so that's my, my story. I, so, you know, I think the moral of the story is, um, 
first of all, don't have two different use years like I do, which is it's just dumb and just causes problems. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then two, um, don't you know pay attention to your points. I mean, I you know I, I just it was not paying any attention. I should have paid more attention. So yeah, well, and uh, you know, again, to be fair, I I feel this year was different. Like even for myself, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at my points either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, got I, me in trouble because I wasn't yeah. paying any attention at all. <laughs> I, I I think this is the exception to the rule. Like most years, I'm paying attention. I'm like, oh, when do I have to use these? When do I have to plan a trip? Yeah. And this last year's just been like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. All right, so let's get into some listener questions. All right, um, I guess I'll I can take the first one here. Yeah. Uh, so so Elizabeth says. Uh, wow, no shirt winner. Uh, yes, I agree. We almost have gone over. Nope. Although, actually, I don't think anybody did go. Or no, I think a couple people did. But a couple people did go yeah. over. But the somebody was twelve away. I think was the closest. Yeah. yeah. So, so so yeah. So so she's you know <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Elizabeth. Um, uh, Damon's had the the next part of that going, which um. Yeah, we, we can talk about that later. But uh, she says, my question is, uh, what is the deal with the Top of the World Lounge? So many restaurants opening and and now the Old Key West Boats, too. I'm surprised they haven't we haven't heard anything about it yet. Do you think we're going to lose Top of the World? No, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. D- yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, I think it's um, just like anything else. I think it's lowest on the priority list for things to open back up. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Disney's bringing back tons of cast members right now. Uh, part of this, part of the reason why they have certain things closed is because of just they can't get cast members. But part of it, too, is like, so if you look at something like Top of the World, which has a fairly low capacity, right? And I think yeah. we talked about this before. From everything I've read about Top of the World, it's one of the few things that's DVC that isn't actually funded by dues. It's it's like self-funded, you know, like it's by people buying drinks and such, right? So if they have to reduce an already super small capacity in there, they probably can't turn a profit and make it make sense, right? Yeah. So that's probably what it is. That's that's just my guess. Yeah, because and, and the thing is, is that there just because there hasn't been any announcements about it doesn't mean that anything bad is happening to it. Just yeah, yeah. Li- like you have to kind of look at it like everything else that's been put on hold the last years. That Disney Disney won't come flat out and say, hey, this you know. You know, this is on hold. We're planning to bring this back later. They just won't say anything. Yeah. They, they tend to operate on, they'll tell you when they're like 95% sure that they can open something. They'll announce it and say, Hey, this is coming. Yeah. Here's the date. Or if they're closing something permanently, then they'll announce that as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that. I don't think it's going to go away though. I think it's too, it's a great selling point for the product. Right. Yeah. And it's also just like, I'm sure it does do pretty well when it's, you know, when the parks are actually not at full capacity, but, you know, when normal times going on and there's a normal fireworks show every night, which there is now. But, um, you know, once they reopen that and it can be at full capacity, I I think it'll be fine. Like they'll they'll be able to make money and and they'll be able to keep it open. So I I just don't think it's I just think it's, you know, they got to be careful right now. Right. So and and they got to like you said, it's low on the priority list. Yeah. So. And, and, and yeah, like you said, it's, it's not just, it's not just like, like, um, occupant capacity. It's also staff member capacity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not just like, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Florida was at a point now where you can have 
restaurants and stuff running at full capacity. I think right? so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But but Disney is doing kind of their own thing, right? Yeah. So, it, it, so yeah. Yeah. So so there's that. You know that that's one thing. Yeah. Then then Disney has to say, okay, we're we're comfortable running this at full capacity, and then they need to make sure they have the staff to run it at full capacity. Yeah. So that there's kind of a few different gates there that they have to move through before they say. Yeah, we're ready to open this back up. And, and I, I really think, you know, with, with, uh, Steakhouse 71 opening up with, uh, there, there's a lot of changes coming right now. And with the 50th and everything, I, I believe they looked at it and said, this year, we're really focusing on the 50th. We're funneling a lot of our effort into these activities. So something like top of the world, they probably, like from my point of view, they, I can imagine them sitting down looking at it and going, we can hold off on opening this up. You know, the space can just sit empty for now because we've got so many other things going on that, you know, it's, it's better to not have it open than to try and open it and not have it be effective. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you said mention Steakhouse 71. The more I see people posting pictures of the food there, the more I want to go, (laughs) man, it looks good. (laughs) It's got good reviews too, which is, which is, uh, you know, which is good for a new restaurant. So, so Chris wants to know, do you think early access to Star Cruiser booking is likely, likely to become a type of perk going forward, to expect going forward? If it's successful and costs them nothing, they make money and get happy membership. I mean, I feel like they've done early access to stuff before, right? So they yeah. did early access to like, you know, Star Wars and they did, I mean, it's not Star Wars. They did early access to uh, Toy Story Land, to Ratatouille. Like, I, I think that kind of stuff is there. I mean, Star Cruisers once, you know... Once in a lifetime type of thing, right? This is the first time they've ever opened anything. Well, really, anybody's opened anything like this. And truthfully, I don't think their motivations here are making happy members, by the way. I think their motivations are purging points. Like, that's what I think. But I, I, you know, I could be wrong here, but. And well, I, I, I think it's a little bit of both because like the, the way that they, they frame the point, point charts, you know, we'll get into that. It it looks more and more like, I feel like they made, struck the same deal that they did with uh, cruises yeah. on this one. Like, like I get the feeling that going forward, they're going to treat it as, hey, you know, this is a selling point of DVC. It is, you know, you can use it towards the the Galactic Star Cruiser in addition to all the regular cruises. But it is, you know, it, from a DVC member's point of view, it's not going to make f- – sense 90% of the time. I don't think it, it's, yeah. it's going to fall into the same bucket as RCI where it's an option, but it's really for people that are far enough down the line that they don't mind burning points, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think this is them trying to get points out of the system. And at the same time, also, you know, be like, Hey, we're, we're giving mm-hmm. you a cool benefit. Here you go. You're getting it early, yeah. right? So. Yeah. The, the, the early access thing is definitely, and, and I think that's, you know, also part of what, what Chris is saying is that the, the early access thing, you know, that is definitely something they're trying to offer. And, and I think part of it is they are trying to be creative with the perks that they can offer at the moment, because since we're not at a hundred percent capacity on things or, you know, Disney or a lot of things are not back to whatever new normal is. I'm not going to say back to, you know, previous normal because that's never happening. Yeah. Um, but I think they're trying to be creative and saying, Hey, you know, giving early access to different things is something that, that we can do. That's, you know, it's kind of a minimal cost. If you think like, it's not, it's not zero yeah. cost. Like there's, there's still costs associated. Send an email out. Yeah. And you know, yeah. There's a, yeah. There's something to it. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, early access or is, 
Um, early booking is a little bit easier than like, like sneak previews because sneak previews, you still got to pay for cast members yeah. and, and make sure that, that these sneak previews are staffed appropriately, but giving people, so like in this case, it was just early access to the booking that they offered. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Although I saw people were waiting hours to, to get through. So, oh, uh, of course, yeah. because, yeah. because like anything, you know, you know, day one, you know, of the course. lines are always yeah. flooded, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think this is the kind of thing, you know, you, you are going to see more of that because, um, you know, they'll be able to say, Hey, as a DVC member, you get yeah. first pick at whatever the next thing is that's coming. And for some people that will be a selling point because the same way that, you know, people kind of ask the same question around, uh, and you know, I, I asked this question too, when I was looking to DVC is, do you get a discount on park tickets? Everyone always assumes that Disney vacation club means that, you know, you're, you're getting access to the park, you're getting something additional than, than the hotel room. Right. So, you know, them offering, you know, early access, I I think a lot of people in their head will look at it and go, yeah, you know, that, that makes sense as a perk or that's something that I would be interested in. So I, I, I can see them doing it more. I I don't see it just being the same thing all the time. I, I get the feeling that Disney is going to be, more creative with the kind of things that they offer here in the next little while. And it's not always going to be something substantial to all of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. You want to read right. yeah. uh, Francisco's? Yeah. So Francisco says, uh, Damon mentioned death troopers a few episodes back. What other adult Disney Marvel star Wars books have you read or want to read, which have you enjoyed or had a hard pass in your opinion? This can include uh, books indirectly related, such as Bob Iger's ride of a lifetime. Um, who, what was the last adult Disney book that I read or want to read? I could, hmm. well, I, I just, I can say <laughs> this. So I recently read, I actually, I want to rewrite of a lifetime. I, I, I find Bob Iger to be a very, um, interesting human. So I, I, I do kind mm-hmm. of want to read his. Um, but I will say on my list is, uh, Kevin Rafferty's, uh, book that he just came out of retired Imagineer, uh, you know, was there for 40 years was, you know, one of the people that basically built a lot of the most popular stuff there, uh, you know, tower terror test track, toy story, like that guy was responsible for all that. So he, uh, just came out with a book, uh, you know, a couple of years ago now, I think, but, um, it's uh magic journey. Um, and I also just finished a, uh, Walt Disney biography. That was good. Um, so that was, that was a really interesting thing. Um, to, to read. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that kind of stuff. I like the imaginary books. Uh, I, if you haven't read, um, uh, dream it do it uh by um by marty sklar like that's a really that's a really good book i actually and it's i want to say it's i want to say it's a short book but it's i finished it on a vacation like we had a beach vacation and i just was reading on the beach and read it over a beach vacation so um but marty sklar is a really interesting guy too so there's some really good uh imaginary books out there if you're you're into that sort of thing yeah i think so sorry i i kind of stopped on that one because i realized that the last little while, all the reading that I've done has been related to my job. So it's been a lot of like <laughs> technical stuff and yeah. not actually like hobby reading. So I was like, yeah, yeah. huh, I, I, I don't really, I can't really think of the, the last Disney book that I read actually was Eat Like Walt, which, okay. um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so that's, um, you know, the wonderful world of Disney food. It's, you know, it's, it's talking about some of the stuff, you know, that, that Walt 
brought into the park and, you know, how some of the different food is made around Disney, which I, I find that as interesting as like the Imagineer stuff because it kind of gives you that behind the, behind the scenes look at, um, you know, th- things that you kind of take for granted or even like, um, like not realizing things like, uh, like Fritos, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that, that some of that stuff originated in Disneyland and, and expanded out from there. So yeah, I, I read that and I found that pretty interesting. So yeah, that, yeah. that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I also have a, um, I also have a book, um, somebody bought me for Christmas, which is called, um, Ink and Paint, and mm-hmm. it's called the uh, the woman the women of uh, Walt Disney's animation. So it's all about the uh, the the women in the early days that um, worked in the ink and paint department in the ah uh, uh, yes and the animated. It's actually really cool. There's some really cool pictures in it, and uh, it's not really like a. I don't want to say it's not like a book to read. <laughs> it it is, but it's it's very much like a, a lot of pictures and a lot of um, you know, interesting yeah, like kind of blurbs in there. It's not like a yeah biography or anything like that. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's like, yeah, E. Like Walt, I, I think it's kind of in the same vein is that, you know, it, it's not just, you know, you know, reading pages of stuff like that. Yeah, there, there's pictures in there. They show you, you know, you know, what they were working on and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, I definitely recommend to, um, gosh, what is the Walt Disney biography I read that was really good? I mean, it's, if you look up Walt Disney biographies, this is kind of like the gold standard, which, oh yeah, it's Walt Disney, the triumph of American imagination is Neil Gabler. It's a, it's super long book, crazy detailed. Uh, and what I mean by that, like is it's, I mean, it's got all sorts of every character that Walt Disney basically uh, came upon in his entire career, um, is, is in that book in some way. So it's, it's, uh, it's a really good one. I definitely recommend it. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I read half of it and then uh, did the audiobook of a uh, of the rest of it uh, on a long <laughs> trip. So, <laughs> but um, but you know what? Whatever, it's fine. It, it, it still got it just the same. But, but there's there's a lot of interesting stuff uh, that you probably you know didn't know. So yeah. All right. So right. Allison's got. Did, I'm sorry. Did you have something yeah. else on that one? Uh, no, I, no. I was actually just I was going to jump into Allison's question here. I I think oh. this is kind of a fun one. Yeah, um, she Allison just posted this in the group, and I just was like, all right, we'll throw it on the show. Yeah. So, so she says, let's pretend legal logic doesn't exist. So, so that's good when you start sure. there, right? You know, let, let's throw everything logical out the window. Yep. Um, if Disney ever wanted to offer up extras for points so that all DVC members with expiring points lingering from the pandemic have a place to dump them, what could hey. they creatively do and for how many points? And she offers a few ideas, a phantasmic dessert cruise for seven points per person. Our Magic Kingdom steamboat cocktail cruise party with Genie Plus for two rides, eight points per person. <laughs> I, I I think this is this is funny for me, especially since I was just talking about all these points I have sitting around that I have to spend, right? <laughs> yeah. So so what do you think? Or do you have anything at the front of your head that makes no, sense? I would love if I could use these points for like dessert parties and tours and you know, for like all the extracurricular activities you could do at Disney. Like that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. If you do points for that, you know, right? I mean, who wouldn't use that for that? I I think that would be great. Or uh, to her point, uh, Genie Plus, right? Like, what if I could use my points for to oh, pay for Genie Plus? You know, that that would. I mean, if you think about that, you know, even if it was like you know five points per person for Genie Plus, like you know, hey, if you want to eat like Lightning Lane rides and and you paid for it with points, that could drain somebody's points real oh, quick. Yeah. Bad deal. Totally yeah. bad deal. But still, if I want to get rid of points, I mean, you yeah, know, not a bad thing. 
Yeah, it's kind of an interesting idea. It's almost, um, you know, it's it's similar to like microtransactions and other things. Yes, yeah. or like like I see this all the time in gaming, where it's like, hey, you know, you can buy a game, but then if you want an add-on, like you know, extra skins or a weapon pack or something, you pay an extra five or ten bucks. I, I wonder if um, so. Maybe the other way to look at this is, you know, so you're, you're booking a, uh, a reservation. So, so you book a room and, and, you know, it costs X amount of points, but then maybe something that you could add on to the room reservation. So like for an extra two points per night, I- I'm trying to think what it would be like, uh, maybe almost I, like, uh, like dining plan or something like that, where like, yeah, like, yeah. like you know, so over, over the, sp- like, depending on how many days you're there, you spend an extra, you know, you know, again, you like two points per night per person or something, and then you get dining plan for your for your trip. Yeah, that would be cool. That that would be dangerous. I, I'm just I'm just realizing what her first bullet point is: is riding around the barge at the end of Fantasmic while being fed hot fudge sundays. Like, oh, so <laughs> I. I read Is that she at saying, uh, fireworks yeah. dessert cruise. I just realized what she said. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. She's talking about the big white boat that goes around at the end of the show <laughs> with all the characters on it. And I, I'm assuming when she says being fed hot fudge Sunday or hot fudge brownie Sunday, she means the characters are feeding them to her. Is this, is this what, <laughs> like she's, she's sitting on like a, like, you know, like lounging somewhere and <laughs> yeah, like, Donald is sitting there feeding her brownie Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> It seems that interesting. I mean, that, you know, that 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 suddenly I, I I just read that as like, oh yeah, you know, like the fireworks dessert cruise is no big deal. This is a whole other level, and I mean, yeah, that's at, that's yeah. At She's seven really points a person, this. that that's yeah. a steal. Like, it is a steal. Yeah, <laughs> too many people are going to take you up. It's got to be more points than that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That uh, I mean, yeah. That you know, maybe thirty, forty points a person. You know, but then. You know, that, that could be for one event, you know, that would be the same cost as an entire week's worth of, uh, hotel room stays. It's true. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like this idea, but, uh, I, I, unfortunately, I mean, I guess you could theoretically do this in that you can convert your, your, your points to cash by renting them out to people and then, you know, buy things with it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But this is more fun of an idea, right? Yeah, I just, I just think it, there, it would be an interesting idea to have some add-ons. So like not just booking, you know, know, like you can book your rooms, but then, like I said, you know, you know, think about, you know, not just, not just, um, like dining plan type stuff, but yeah, dessert parties, maybe, um, uh, I don't know, like special events or something like that, that you, you, I feel like, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just, sorry. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Like what else? What other things could you do that would, uh, like that I would pay points for that, or that I would pay cash for that I, that if they offered a point equivalent, I would consider it. I'm wondering, like, if they could do like a dining plan thing, right? So, like, yeah. what if they had a set of rooms at the hotel that was dining plan rooms, right? That cost more points, like, kind of like the, uh, the concierge, right? Like the, um, club level, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're paying for, you're paying extra points there for access to the club, uh, area that has food and stuff. So it's not that much different to turn that into a dining plan, right? I mean, you would just make it so that that room includes the dining plan. I mean, I don't know if they could actually do that or not, but. Hmm. <laughs> I know. Gotta really think about this. It's a, it's yeah, a good, it's I'm- a good question. 
Yeah. Uh, for, for the next year or so, the, like this, this makes more and more sense right now. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I like, like I said, I got all these points in around. I got to do something with them. It's, it's really funny though, because I, it, when I talked to my wife about the points conundrum, she was like, so wait a second. She's like, why didn't we like blow it out a little bit more for this November trip? And I'm like, well, like, listen, you know, we, I, there was nothing the available. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, also at the time, I didn't know we were going to, I thought I was going to be able to bank all those points. So, um, I didn't really look at it that hard, you know? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so let's talk, uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of say- points and, and exorbitant uses of them, uh, the Galactic Star Galactic Cruiser Skyliner. <laughs> I somehow this got to say Galactic Skyliner in, in the description. <laughs> All right. Well, whoops. Um, maybe autocorrect because we wrote some written Skyliner so many times in, in, maybe. Uh, in Google. Um, but, so uh, yeah. Hey, so, having okay. a Skyliner going to the Galactic Star Cruiser would be cool. It just seems, yeah, it just feels feels weird, right? Um, so f- they've released the date that it's going to open, right? So I, I don't, did we talk about that on the last show? I don't know if we did. Um, was it announced at that point? I don't remember. I think it was. Because okay. it's March 1st, right? Yeah, so March 1st. Um, sometimes it's hard to remember what we talk about in our own individual chat and what we talk about <laughs> on the show, you know? Yeah. No, that, um, but that's true. Uh, so yeah, so wait, oh no, no, wait, we did, we, I think we did talk about it last week. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's opening March 1st. Um, and we just got the point charts for the DVC nights, right? So, uh, they mm-hmm. are allowing DVC members to book early, but they're, you, one guest has to book on points. And again, I think this is a ploy to get points out of the system, which is a smart idea. Uh, cause it's a good way to get some points out and a, and a lot of them at once. Uh, and Disney came out with the point charts and the DVC point costs begin at 295 points per adult and 269 per child. They can go even higher than that, <laughs> depending on the date. Um, but that's where they start. And a lot of people were, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they were mad about it or just like, but I'm, I think I said this on the last show when we talked about this. Like, I'm not shocked by this at all. I really expected this to be a very large number because this is a cruise, even though it's like shorter than a cruise, it's still like more expensive per person, I feel like, than a cruise is, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a very see, expensive, yeah. See, I was trying to be optimistic, but obviously, <laughs> you know, a little too optimistic, which is fine. Um, yeah, and I get that is, you know, that they're, they're looking at the point value. I feel translates to Disney's cost to do this, right? Like, like yeah, the cost yeah. to run a cruise translates to the point value. This is the same thing. But the problem is, is that, you know, when, when you look at the, like, like everyone likes using the amount of time as the baseline for yeah. that translation. So. When you think about it, you know, if like for me looking at this as well, I can spend I for the cost of this, I could spend two or three weeks in a hotel room like at, at yep. a Disney hotel. But that doesn't include food or entertainment or park tickets or anything like that. So yeah, it's not a special experience like this. Either, yeah. Right. So. Oh, and actually, yeah. Going going back to sort of going back to the listener question about that park tickets at with dvc points oh yeah that'd be great that would yeah so so, annual passes yeah yeah so so thinking about 
you know, if, if you think about for, um, you know, a couple of days trip, if, if you translated all of your, your costs into points, I'm sure that the, you know, if you were, if it was just like, Hey, spend points and that takes care of your food, your park tickets, everything. I feel that, you know, it would be higher. Like it would be make more sense to what we're seeing right now with the star cruiser. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, then yeah, I mean, the, the problem is too, is that, you know, this is only for three days, two nights, which people go, Whoa, that, you know, that's not a lot of time. But again, the, the sheer amount of entertainment that they're proposing again i'm not saying that this is it is actually worth it you know that's still to be seen but you know what they're implying is that you know you you literally have days packed with entertainment and food and all that i you know maybe this will make more sense when we actually see how it works well this is this is 24 seven immersion into the star Wars universe. Right. So it's, yeah. it, whereas, you know, a cruise you're interacting with cast members and stuff like you're, you're still interacting with all those people and still, you know, doing activities and thing like things like that. This is something that's never been done before. Like this is literally new to the world. Right. So this is yeah. a, a fully immersive, constant activity, constant, like, so, I mean, I think you're going to get your money's worth right now. Point wise, I, I feel the same way about this as I do about cruises where I don't feel like it's a good value to, I, uh, well, it should be told, I feel like it's never a good value to use your points outside of anything except for DVC villas. So that's just how I feel in general. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think this is a good value. But at the same time, you know, I saw a lot of people posting. I mean, somebody posted in our group and somebody posted in several other groups that they use their points to book this. And that's fine. Like, I don't understand why people judge what other people use their points for. Like, I don't think it's a good value, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and do it. Do it. Like, you know, if you want, if you got the points and you want to use your points for this, do it. Why, why, why does anybody care if somebody does? Well, you know, I, I do care, but not for the reason that you think. Why, why is that? Because if somebody's using their points to book this, that means that those points are not available to book up hotel rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you care for that? It's in a good. Yeah. So, so I actually, yeah. You know, go ahead, book this. Like, if if this is what you want to do, book it because you know it doesn't affect me at the end of the day. It doesn't affect what anybody else is doing. If you feel that it's it's your value, or if it's a value to you, then it's a value to you. Full stop. It's it's funny though too because like the same, you know, if if you don't like the fifty percent borrowing restriction. This is the way we get rid of the 50% borrowing restriction, right? Mm -hmm. Through this kind of stuff is getting points out of the system. Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring balance back to the, the, to the points world, right? To the force. We're very unbalanced. Yeah. So (laughs) what'd you say? Balance back to the force. Yes, that's right. We're trying to balance our (laughs) ecosystem. Uh, Like, but it's true though. Like that's what they're trying to do. And that's why that 50%. You know, transfer. I mean, uh, borrowing restriction is there, and and so things like this, it gets points away from the hotels, and that's what they need to do right now because there's such a glut of points. And uh, you know, I'm sure that this kind of stuff is helping. It's you know, I don't know how much of a drop in the bucket it really is, but it's you know, it's it's a lot of points still. So hopefully, yeah, they're getting some of them out. Yeah, I, I don't expect that there will be a ton of people using points to book this, but again, th- those that do, like you said, that that is taking it out of the system for the rest of us that will make it will make things easier sooner in yeah. terms of being able to find availability and not having restrictions around uh banking points anymore exactly. exactly so 
so yeah, you know that that's fine. Uh, unfortunately, you know if if I had if I had enough points to you know get up to <laughs> was it be six hundred points to book yeah. for me and my son because like my wife has said she's she's not going to come with us on the Star Cruiser and that's fine. Um, but you know just for the two of us, that's six hundred points, which is I mean that's the equivalent of me booking a uh, a bungalow for a week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's That's a lot of points. It is. But you know, if, if I had that kind of points floating around, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's lots of people in that, um, in that position right now that they're saying, yeah, you know, I've got, you know, 500 plus points and we can do this. So go ahead yeah. do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody yeah. post that they were going to, that they booked it with points for their husband. Who's like a crazy star Wars fan for their birthday. I'm like, That's great. Yeah. You know, maybe you, maybe they couldn't afford it otherwise, right? Like maybe they couldn't afford to pay the cash price, but they can afford it in points. They have the points available, right? So they made their investment in DVC. They've got the points available and they're going to use them. So, I mean, I can't be mad at anybody for that. Yeah. And, and the other thing to think about too is that, you know, this is obviously opening points. Like, like this is as this, the star cruiser is coming online. This will be high because this is what, DVC has negotiated with Disney for the point cost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't expect it's going to change anytime soon, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the future, you know, just because I, I believe cruises have done the same thing, although they don't go down, but they do renegotiate point charts every once in a while. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe again in a couple of years, it might make a little more sense. Um, or, you know, it may just always be something that kind of, like I said, it may just sit on the outside, kind of like RCI where it's, you, you know, most people wouldn't look at it, but when you get to that point where you aren't necessarily wanting to use your points to stay at one of the hotels, this may be a feasible option. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for, I was actually thinking about it, um, you know, before they, they announced all this, I I was, I mean, I I knew this was going to be kind of far outside of my ballpark, but, um, you know, it's, it's almost the kind of thing where, you know, talking about renting points is that, you know, you could find someone to, to rent points from and combine with yours. And then, and then it, you do basically get onto the star cruiser at a discounted rate. If you kind of think about like, if you're not, if you're not planning to use your points, it's like some year, like for whatever reason, and you say, you know, instead of make, you know, planning a bigger trip, we're just going to do the star cruiser, but then you could take your points. And then, you know, if that eats up like half the cost here, and then the other half you, you pay for, you know, renting somebody else's points, you know, it could, it could mean the difference between, you know, paying, uh, you know, a couple of thousand dollars for it versus like right now it's what, you know, six over $6,000 if you're going to pay cash. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I could see, I could see doing something like that too. I think it's interesting though. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, I, I've read a lot of articles about like talking how, how expensive the star cruiser is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I, I guess I don't understand, you know, the, I, I understand why it's expensive. I always expected it to be expensive. Right. Like if you want to do something like completely immersive, right. You can't do that with a thousand people. Right. You just can't like they're looking for personalized experiences. Right. There's a reason why this place only has like a hundred hotel rooms. Right. Because that's what they realize. That's like the limit of what they can do to have a personalized one on one experience. Right. 
And if you're going to have that few hotel rooms, you have to make it expensive, right? You just have to. And plus, I mean, it's going to cost them a lot to run this place. Like, it's just going to cost them a ton. They're going to have all these, they're going to have, they have actors. They're hiring actors to be in here all the time, right? Yeah. So now given, listen, you know, it's not like Harrison Ford's there. They're not paying a million dollars, but still, you, these, these are, you know, different <laughs> cast members that they're paying probably a little bit more, right? So it's, it's, it's going to be expensive just to run the place, but also like they're looking to make this immersive, special experience that doesn't exist anywhere else. And you just can't do that on a larger scale. And if you have only a hundred hotel rooms and you make them, you know, a hundred dollars a night, it's going to be impossible to book that, you know? Yeah. It's, so yeah, th- there's definitely, they, it, it's as much the cutoff of, you know, making sure they can pay for the talent and pay for, yeah. um, you know, like you said, pay for, for everything that's immersive, but then also it does have to have uh, a barrier of entry so that they're not, yeah. you know, they, if they, if they do offer it too low, you basically end up in a scenario where, well, this thing is booked for the next four years and exactly. Yeah. You know, we're, it's you know, a- we can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's always the argument for lower ticket prices. Like everyone feels like they want lower ticket prices, but they also don't want the crowds, right? So you lower ticket prices, you're going to have more people going to the parks, yeah. right? So could you imagine yeah. if if they Disney actually did that to the point where, like, if, if it was cheap enough that the park hit capacity at just random times throughout the year? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like crazy, think about right? that for a second. <laughs> Yeah. And listen, I, I don't love that, like, people are priced out of Disney, right? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. love that. Like, I feel like everybody should be able to go, right? But I also understand supply and demand. But and, that's a lot you know, of people. That, you, you, yeah. you say everybody should go, but that's a lot yeah. of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, listen, I like I said, I mean, that's why they do deals. That's why they do, you know, different different uh, promotions and things like that. So, yeah. and I mean, when I was a kid, we would go every, like, four years or something like that. You know, like, we... Or five years, you know, like we wouldn't go every year. Like this is, it's weird as a DVC member to go every year because it was a special thing that happened once every, you know, couple of years. Like it wasn't a thing that you went to every year, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's the other side of it too is, you know, people, you, you know, we're in, we're in a bit of a bubble if you think about it where, yeah, oh, sure. we, we are talking about going every year, which that is not the norm. And even like, exactly like talking to coworkers and friends. Um, I, I know when I, when I tell them what I do, they, they kind of look at me and go, Oh, like, wow, you go to Disney every year. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, th- like they're surprised because, you know, to, to most people, like you said, it's, you know, it's a maybe once every five years or once, you know, you take your kids for that one big trip and then yeah. never again. Right. So absolutely. So, and, and I guess that's the thing is, you know, it's not that everybody is priced out at Disney. It's that, you know, certain demographics of people want to go every year they want to go you know more often than than other people can but you know i I think it's not that they're being priced out it's just that they're being told that hey it's no longer feasible for you to be there every year maybe you have to go every other year yeah exactly yeah all right let's read it's an ugly conversation (laughs) but uh, yeah let's let's go uh yeah i'll i'll do the ad here and then we can move on to disney genie Genie after that yeah genie plus all right so um dvc resale market a world of dvc company is the leader in the dvc resale industry with 13 former disney vacation club guides and three former disney vacation club quality assurance managers if you're thinking of buying dvc browse the largest selection of dvc resale listings anywhere with dvc experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions 
you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. And when you speak to them, please be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. Yeah. So right. I because we're recording this early, this is kind of funny. So I, you know, I... I send out our Patreon. I send out the rundown to our Patreon, uh, you know, our patrons, right? Mm-hmm. The When I write them, like right after I write them, I post them like immediately. And so because we're recording this early, the Disney Genie news came out after I posted the notes. So they're going to have different notes. But, and, uh, you know, truth be told, the, the, the ones I send out originally anyway, like, you know, by the time we get to the show, we end up crossing stuff out and, you know, yeah. whatever. But, but so Disney Genie launching October 19th. We now know uh, what the pay-as-you-go uh, ones are going to be. That's what I'm calling them, you know, the individual mm-hmm. pay rides. Yeah. Uh, and and then what the other ones are, which, you know, it, it seems like on Genie Plus, pretty much every ride is is available outside of the ones that you pay, you know, separately for. Um, and the ones that you pay separately for, individually for, are the usual suspects, the ones I would expect you would have to pay, pay for, right? Uh, so where is it here? Trying to find the list. Can't find it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm actually just on their page right now. And yeah, that's I, where I am, too. And the list was there. And now I can't find it. Oh, my gosh. Sandra well, frequently asked questions. Oh, that's a good question. This is you guys listening to us try to navigate Disney's website here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe I got to click on Lightning Lane and then. Okay. Yeah, here we go. All right, so I, I want to explain this again because I feel like a lot of people are confused about this, but it's it's not that confusing, right, if you really look at it. So Genie Plus, you pay $15 per, per person per day, right? Yeah. That gives you uh, access to 40 attractions across the four theme parks, right? And that's basically you – and, you know, the more I look at the app, Trevor, the more I'm, like, really interested in this because I love the idea of it saying, forty, you know, 40-minute wait time, and then there's a button that says, you know – forecasted wait time so you can see you know what if it's going to slow down and then also lightning lane so like it'll show like when the next selection you can make is right there on the app i think that's great um so but most of the uh, the uh, attractions are are there in the D, in the genie plus uh section right then there's the individual selection now these are the super popular rides there's only two per park these you have to pay a la carte to skip the line right so those rides are Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain and Magic Kingdom. Not surprised by that, right? Yep. That's, 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 I mean, I'm a little surprised by Space Mountain. I almost feel like I'm surprised they didn't go Splash Mountain because I feel like Splash Mountain always has a super long line and Spe- Space Mountain sometimes doesn't, but you know. I, mm, Splash Mountain though is very seasonal. I think that's, that's the true. thing. Space Mountain is always busy. That's true. I agree. Yeah. And then we got Epcot, we got Frozen Ever After, and Memories of Ratatouille Adventure. Makes total sense for those two. Mm-hmm. Although you could have, you could have had instead of Frozen Ever After, you could have had Test Track in there. But but Test, Test Track is part older, of Genie Plus. It, yeah. It's an older ride too. I, f- I feel Frozen is it's still new enough. Still newer, yeah. Yeah. Then Hollywood Studios, we got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance, of course. Yep. Again. Sense. Yeah, makes total sense to me. They're they're picking basically the two most popular rides in the park, the ones that are the busiest, mm-hmm. and and they're doing that for a reason. I, I I've tried to talk about this to people too. Like, this is good for everybody. These individual selection rides because, like I said, this is going to help the lines, like the standby lines, because you're not going to have nearly as many people being willing to pay a la carte, 
for those rides, right? So the standby lines are not going to be nearly as bad for those rides because very few people are going to skip the line as opposed to everybody being able to skip the line, right? So, I mean, unless you want to pay, which some people will, but not everybody's going to. And in fact, they just got, they just lowered the prices at the end Disneyland Paris because it seems like not that many people were willing to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, and then Animal Kingdom, we got Flight of Passage and Everest. Now, the Everest inclusion is interesting to me. Yeah, the, this one, it, this is the... This that's is the, the one dumbest logic, out. I think, for for <laughs> for these. Like yeah. this is this one makes the least sense to me why they picked these two rides. <laughs> I mean, flight of passage makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, flight of passage for sure. Um, Damon's not here to you know voice his dissent about you know yeah. how it's you know just VR, but it's not. But anyway, it's not. It's it's it, a great ride. Don't listen to yeah. Damon ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's the he's, only one that doesn't like it. Besides, he's that. entitled to his opinion. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, but um, uh, Everest though. I I find it interesting that they picked Everest over Kilimanjaro safaris because I always feel like Kilimanjaro is way busier than Everest. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I just how um, like I I guess I always try to get Everest done early in the day. Kind of kind of the same thing as uh, Space Mountain, I guess, is, you know, I'll get it done just so that I can avoid it. So for me, I never see a problem getting on Everest, but Kilimanjaro is always a problem to get on. Really? See, because yeah. I feel like Kilimanjaro sometimes has like a twenty-minute line that you can just like walk right out I, there. I always find it's longer than that, and and maybe yeah. again, it's just maybe time of day that I'm I'm showing up there is that it, uh, especially like yeah, I guess to be fair, yeah, we try to go around dusk, so I, I do find it's actually longer around that time. Like I, I've waited, you know, forty minutes for it. Yeah, yeah. I I will note so. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I think I've waited 40 minutes for it too. And, and you're right though, because Everest like can also fluctuate too, right? So Everest can have yeah. short lines too. Um, but you know, obviously Disney has more data than you or I, right? So mm-hmm. they, they probably know better than we do what these weights are, are typically like what the average weight is and, and, and are going based on that. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that one was interesting too. I, I do feel like it could have gone either way, but I do think that's the one that stands out to me as the most peculiar, right? Um, I, but I think it says something about Animal Kingdom. Oh, you think that it doesn't have enough attractions? It, it doesn't have anything new enough. Like if, if if you look at all the other parks, they all have something that was brought up in like the last what two or three years. And Flight of Passage is it's the it's one of the oldest new rides on this yeah. list. If you yeah, think about sure. it. Well, besides Seven Dwarves, Seven Dwarves at this point is pretty old, and Space Mountain. So mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, yeah. the, those are pretty old, right? Yeah, but okay, Magic Kingdom. I'll I'll give Magic Kingdom a pass because just the sheer volume of rides in Magic Kingdom. Um, Was Seven Dwarves the last new ride at Magic Kingdom? I'm just thinking about this. I'm just, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess it was. Did, or did Little Mermaid o- open after? No, nope, Seven, Seven Dwarfs was the last one because Little Mermaid was already open. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like Magic Kingdom has had a new ride in quite a while, which, you know, they're going to when Tron opens. But yeah, um, but I do want to mention, too, with the individual purchases, you can only do two a day. So they make it only two a day. So even if like you park hop, you can't go to like you can't go and do Seven Dwarfs and Space Mountain and then park hop over to Hollywood Studios and buy your way into Rise of the Resistance. They're not like, oh, OK, so so you have to. Okay, so you're saying two per day across all the parks. I thought it was just. Oh no, park. I think it's two oh, total okay. per day, according to this. So, 
Because it says you can purchase individual selections for up to two different attractions per day. So that's telling me you can't do it. You can't do it uh, across parks. I mean, I think you could probably do one at one park and one at another, right? But like, right. I don't think you can do more than two total. In a but, you, but yeah, I guess, I guess then, yeah, because yeah, otherwise, like somebody could actually hit up all four parks and just pay for the lightning lanes well, and that's it. Yeah. And it's, it's a good way for them to limit it, right? Like yeah. to, to make it, you know, a little less, uh, you know, busy. Cause if you're really limiting it to those two things, I mean, the and, $15 is going to get you onto pretty much everything. And well, yeah, and, and something to point out with the the Genie Plus, so so the fifteen dollars you're talking about, um, it's so they specifically say you can. There's forty attractions across all four parks, one at a time throughout the day. So yes, same thing is that you can't. So it's not that you, there's a limit there, but you also can't like go and grab a whole bunch of reservations for rides. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't buy it and be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, book all these things ahead of time. And then, you know, nobody else gets them. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And actually, I think that's smart because I, I remember with the fast passes, they were always fighting against um, people. There was a while there where people were exploiting, you know, magic bands and accounts and stuff. And they were actually like taking magic bands into the park and yeah. making reservations for rides that even like, and kind of like selling it on the side. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like, they're kind of killing two birds with one stone here. One, they're getting rid of the, the craziness that used to happen around booking fast passes and, and, you know, not being able to find availability. So it's freeing it up for, for, you know, potentially less, um, you know, less wait times, but also less fighting for fast passes or I guess genie plus or light, I guess they're called lightning lanes now. Um, yeah. But then also the the way yeah the, the way that they're designing this is that they're stopping the uh, the aftermarket sellers that were actually a kind of a big problem before. Yeah, and and you know I, I saw a lot of rumors too talking about how you wouldn't be able to book uh, the same attraction again. I don't see anything about that on the website, so they're not saying that. So like I, I I'm yeah you know the, so if you do big thunder in the mountain you could, big thunder mountain in the morning you couldn't do it again in the afternoon. I don't see anything about that. So. Yeah, I think it's that line about one at a time throughout the day. I think that's what people yeah. are are reading into, is that you know that makes it sound like well you can only book one one ride per day. Yeah. No, that's no. no. They're saying that you know you can just you have to go you know like let's say you want to get on Small World you know Lightning Lane you know no judgment if you want to, <laughs> um, yeah, do that, yeah. but you know you do that right and then you have to go and use your your Lightning Lane. And then when you're, when you've used it, then you can go and book small world again. Again, no judgment. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> some people really enjoy small world. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and then you could even do it a third time, I guess. I mean, that's still no judgment. So no, but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I also, you know, I, I was thinking about this too, uh, Trevor. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about the whole park reservation system, right? And, mm-hmm. and why that was sticking around. And I'm realizing now that the, you know, that ended up sticking around because of this. And it's what I mean layer. by that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but the reason why I'm saying that is because they recently said the reason they're doing the park reservations is for staffing and for capacity planning, right? So like 
they can see, okay, X amount of people, you know, 20,000 people are coming to Magic Kingdom today, and they can see that because people have booked that, right? So they know that ahead of time. They used to be able to get that information from FastPass selections, right? So people mm-hmm. used to select their FastPasses 60 and 30 days beforehand, so they could see, okay, well, this many people are coming to Magic Kingdom today. Well, once they knew that they were getting rid of FastPasses, they still needed a way to capacity plan, right? Where they weren't just guessing, you know? So Yeah, that's a good like, point. Yeah, I just, I, I, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, yeah, well, that makes so much more sense now why they're doing the park reservations because, and they're keeping them even, you know, post pandemic because they need it to, you know, say, hey, this is how many people we need, how many cast members we need in this park this day. You know, this is, you know, maybe we, we need to send some more merchandise over to that park because there's going to be more people today. Or maybe, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I've seen it before where we showed up to Magic Kingdom one day and then there was a sign saying, hey, uh, park hours have been extended two hours today or whatever. Like that's happened before too because, you know, more people show up than they, than they anticipate or, you know, for whatever reason, right? Right. So like, the whole reason they're they're doing the park reservation system is for their operations. And it makes total sense because, because now they're not going to be able to predict this, right? Because you can sign up for genie plus and, you know, go anywhere you want anytime, right? Like you could show up if they didn't have the park reservation system. Yeah. Like you said, I I think you're exactly right. Is that they're, they're unbolting their, their stats or their, their planning from the ride reservations. Yeah, like, like you said, they they were very heavily leaning on dining. It was probably actually not just um not just fast passes, but you know no. we still have dining reservations. But it's probably a combination and, and they, of those history. Yeah, they were using yeah. like see like their hist- historical. And I, I actually talked to a cast member one time about this. They they had a paper and they said like this is how many guests are coming to the park today. And they were like we usually know within a couple hundred people. Like we're we're it's really accurate. They're forecasting. Yeah, you know and. And like you said, though, it wasn't just fast passes, right? It was, it was dining reservations. It was seasonality. Like they could make a good guess based on, Hey, you know, this date, the past five years, this, um, this many people showed up, you know, <laughs> like so, yeah, but, it, but if you think about it now, so, so that now what their intention is, is that they're unbolting that, that forecasting from the, the ride reservation system. And they're putting it straight to the park reservation. So, so that's, that's the first barrier is that, you know, they know how many people are coming into the park. And then the next step is GD plus. They know that that actually is going to make this more effective because they know how many people are in the park. They know what they can offer inside of something like Genie plus or lightning lane. So, you know, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they're talking about the fear of, you know, Hey, what happens if they say, Oh, you know, you know, rise of the resistance is on lightning lane and you get to the park and like what happens now with the, the boarding groups where, you know, seven o'clock hits and everything's gone. I, I think that was a lot of the fear that people had with this new system is that it would just be, Oh, well now it's a paid thing, but now it's a, it's an extra piece of frustration that, you know, if you aren't in the park booking these things right away, you're never going to get it. I think because of the fact that they're, they are, you know, removing that from the uh from their you know reservation system or they're they're putting that that barrier up where they can act like the the interesting thing about the whole reservation system is that they can actually like it's not necessarily about the park getting to capacity they can actually decide what capacity of the park is on any given day like it works both ways right it's not just them saying hey we need to add more people they could actually say you know if there's if it hits a point where it's like hey you know we can't support this they can stop people from coming into the park. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, and, so and truthfully, yeah. everybody should be in favor of that, right? Because you, you, everybody wants the, the highest level of service, right? So if Disney knows how many people are going to show up to a park in the day, they can send more staff there if they need mm-hmm. to and, and give you a higher level of service, give you what you need, right? But like, that's, that's part of operations is what they, they need that information, right? Like they need to understand that. So yeah, the, yeah, the, the hard part is, is, you know, everyone's looking at Genie Plus and, and Lightning Lane and they're going, you know, well, you know, this is going to stop me from enjoying myself. Um, but, you know, I, like you, I, I kind of see it the other way is that, you know, I it's think, opposite, yeah. I, I think that this will be, you know, for me personally, and again, like I, you know, talking with, with my brother, like I said in the past and, and even, you know, other people that like I have coworkers that, um, they don't go to Disney as often as I do, but they still like to talk about it. Um, you know, talking with them is, you know, they're all kind of looking at it the same way is that, you know, if you're not planning on going there a lot, you just kind of roll it into your budget that, yeah, you know, it is an extra $15 a day. It's not, you know, it's, it's annoying that you got to pay for it, but then also you understand what you're getting. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It, it ensures that, you know, you can get onto the rides that you want. You know, that, you know, if, if your kids are really like itching to get on, you know, Little Mermaid or something, you, you feel better there's less anxiety i think around that cuz yeah. thinking thinking back to the old fast pass system there was um like like i was actually saying this to my wife is you know oh you know it was so much fun booking stuff 60 days <laughs> 60 out 60 days ahead of time and then and then there was that you know when you got to the day thinking like like if things didn't go the way that you planned in the back of your head, you're like, Oh, I planned that, you know, so long ago and it got all the way to the finish line. And then, you know, we couldn't be there for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, and and you yeah. feel like you lost on that. Whereas I think or you, this, or you'd be like, Oh man, I wish I did a magic kingdom today. day today yeah. Instead of Hollywood. So it's like your, your vacation just goes differently than you think it was going to go 60 days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's so much like, it's so concrete and it's so hard to to change. Whereas this is like, you know, you can, you can approach it as, I know I want my kid to get on this ride and you can use these tools to ensure that, you know, Hey, I can get a lightning lane for little mermaid or for space mountain or whatever. And I think, I think people will have a higher chance of actually doing what they want. And that will overall increase everybody's satisfaction in the park. No, I, I totally agree. And that's, people have been asking for this flexibility for, for years, right? Like that's, people would always complain that the, the booking the fast passes six days ahead of time was like kind of killed spontaneity, right? Like Genie Plus is spontaneity, right? So like you're not booking anything ahead of time. You're pulling up Mm -hmm. your app and going, Oh, look, I can get this reservation for Haunted Mansion right now. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of what this is doing. It's, it's not on demand, but it's, it's helping you plan better, right? And, and also them giving you the option, like, there might be some days over an eight day vacation that I don't buy Genie Plus. Like I don't pay for it, right? Maybe I just want to take a leisurely walk through the park that day and, you know, go on rides as they come to me, you know, and I, I don't want to pay for it. Like you have that option, right? So you can do kind of a lot more here. And like, mm-hmm. listen, I understand because the, the upfront piece of it, if you just look at the headline, right? It's like reading the headline and not the article. It's like, Disney now charges $15 for fast passes. Yes, true, right? <laughs> they do. <laughs> but if you really like look at the system and what they're trying to do and how this is going to work, it, it's, I think it's going to benefit everybody. And I think it's going to make everybody a little bit happier, except for the people that loved planning ahead of time, which, you know, some people do like that. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't against it, but, um, you know, it, you're right. It will be, it will be a lot less stressful to not 
have to worry about stuff like months out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, I guess for me, I'm just looking at this too. Like if they were just rolling this out and weren't rolling out a tool to help you find shorter standby times too, I could see people being mad. Right. Like, so because they're also giving you a free tool that costs nothing that says, Hey, go to this line in 20 minutes and it'll only be 20 minutes long. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're giving you that too. Right. So if you don't want to pay for this, you're not going to be like completely screwed here. Like, you know, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. I'm just, so the only reason I don't like that is that I, I'm, I'm more on the hardcore side where I was figuring all that stuff out on my own and it felt like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, for the really hardcore people, they won't like it because, you know, you're kind of exposing their secrets, right? You know, like, that's, they, yeah, that's, you yeah, know, yeah. they, they knew to go over to Haunted Mansion during the parade because, you know, everyone's watching the parade and you can get on there in 15 minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But fair enough. Fair enough. You know, okay. Fine, well, I'll, we have I'll, a, I'll accept that. <laughs> we have a million more things to talk about. Yeah. So let's, just, yeah, let, let's, uh, I was actually just looking at this next one about the, uh, the new boat. So, so this is a new, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're skipping over the AR filter. Come on. Oh, oh, do we have to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> is that really? I, okay. I think this is right, hilarious. Bye. Okay, so, so so this is a rumor, by the way. That so I guess that's the first thing is that supposedly Genie Plus will have a uh a, an augmented reality filter where you can take a picture in front of the ugly Pepto-Bismol castle. <laughs> the, the birthday cake castle from 96. The or ugly I also saw two castle. Yeah. I also saw that you could also take do it in front of the the castle being constructed too, which kind of is cool too, I think. Hmm. But this is listen, a guy just tweeted this, a guy that tweets about Disney and theme parks and stuff. I have no idea what these guys sort this guy's sources are. That's why it's just a rumor. I just think it's hilarious and I would absolutely take a selfie in front of the birthday cake castle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he and I know he's claiming that it's or he says this is real, it's not a joke. But yeah, there there's nothing concrete behind this yet. So, but but I also think about it at the same time. Like the birthday cake thing has become one of those things that's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like almost like a cultural thing within the Disney world, right? Like, right. Where it's like it's it's a thing that people hated at the time, but it's become like almost like a cult classic, right? For some people, not for yeah, all. <laughs> I guess, I guess I I've never liked it myself. I always thought like. Yeah, I, I never thought it was a good idea, but I guess the, the one thing I'll say about it being a, an augmented reality thing is that the interesting thing about that is that it means that you can actually get pictures of it from different angles potentially as well. So, That's true, yeah. So you're not just like, because initially I was thinking about it's like, well, yeah, you know, you could just like Photoshop yourself in front of a picture of the castle and, and get the same effect. But if they're actually doing it as, as a filter, um, you, you know, you can play with that a little bit more. You can make it look a little bit more genuine because um, it'll know where the castle is in relation to you. And you may be able, like, it may actually be like a 3D yeah. object inside of the filter. So I'm going to make, I'm going to make a prediction that this is going to become a social media thing. This is going to be like purple wall if it's real. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sure people saying will it. meme about it. You know, I, I don't oh, yeah. think, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'll, I'll enjoy that. Um, I still think the whole, whoever thought up that idea though, was just out to lunch. Brilliant. Brilliant. You mean what? Sure. Well, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. The, there, <laughs> there is a Venn diagram between crazy and brilliant. So yeah. Yeah, I think this is in the middle. 
this in the middle of the Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Disney World is welcoming its first new boat since the 90s called the Trade Winds. So, okay. Fun so, little story. Like I said, I, th- I thought... It- Okay, so it's a single boat. It, the way that I read the uh, that announcement, I thought that they were introducing a bunch of new boats, but it looks like it's just a new. Uh, it's just one, just yeah. one, and and it's this is one of those boats. Yeah, this is one of those boats that goes from like uh, Magic Kingdom to Wilderness Lodge. It looks like yes, yes. Yeah. And j- listen, I you know if you've been on any of those boats recently, they need some new boats. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're run down. Okay, they're they're a little old, and this is nice looking. I mean, maybe it's just because it's got a you know fresh new thing of paint. Maybe because it's brand new. But uh, I I would love to see more of these boats out there. So mm-hmm. I, I I this is a fun little story that I just wanted to throw in here. It wasn't anything we need to talk about for a long time. <laughs> well, I I just want to add to that. Hopefully, they do some uh, maintenance on the ferry boats as well because those are a lot bigger and. That's my main mode of transportation over to uh, Magic Kingdom. I did see that they added uh, a new walkway so that people can unload from the uh, the top Second deck floor. at the same time as the bottom. Yeah, yeah, which which is cool. Way way better than all the crazy people stacking on the stairs and like the the stairs on the ferry boat are honestly pretty dangerous. So, well, a lot more efficient, right? So that's yeah. good. Yep. All right. So new features coming for pass holders. Hey, I'm a new pass holder. This is good for me. <laughs> and hopefully you will be too at some point right? i'm i'm planning if all goes well i'll actually be getting a pass uh um uh, an annual pass in february because we're okay. planning to go a couple yeah. of times next year so perfect yeah so we got the pass holder buzz which is going to be a uh mobile hub just for pass holders right in the disney experience app so there's going to be videos articles and more uh, like article, I- I've noticed they've been putting a lot more multimedia stuff within the the My Disney Experience app, like videos mm-hmm. and like a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. I, I think the one that, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Why not? I think the one that people are going to be most excited about is pass holders are now getting their own special thing that happens at the touch points, like DVC members have. Ah, uh, there it is. Yes, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, so when you touch, it's going to say "Welcome back." Um, so, which is cool. It doesn't really say if it, what color it's going to change, does it? Mm. Just says it's going to say, welcome back. Yeah. Do you, right. Well, yeah. So, so the interesting thing about that is usually, or like, it's so noisy going through, through the touch points that you wouldn't really hear that anyway, or it's hard to hear. Yeah. Um, Although wait, it says wait, it says new special touches for your visit to say welcome back. So it's not saying welcome back, but I think it's supposed to say something. I thought I read something that it was. Huh. Um, hmm. uh, I I get the feeling. I, I remember there was um there was a couple of magic bands that had special, um yeah special sounds and everything to them as well, right? Yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm assuming it's going to make some sort of special sound. I don't yeah. Know what. Now. The interesting thing will be, you know, if if you're a pass holder and a DVC member, you know, you <laughs> how many different things can happen as you're you're scanning into the park, right? That's that's true. Oh, so okay, so wait, I found it. It says it'll experience a unique color and sound sequence. Okay. Don't know what that's going to be, but a unique color and sound sequence. Yeah. So, like, what happens for DVC members that are also pass holders? Do we get the pass holder one or the DVC one? Well, I would think it might be the random thing, like what happens right now with the uh, with DVC, that it doesn't happen every time. Mm, but yeah. But then it'll be like you know, just to see that it's like how many times do I walk out of the park and walk back in just to 
<laughs> Keep scanning my past. <laughs> well, my wife never gets it for some reason. I we've I, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. My wife never gets the the welcome home one. So, but you know, she'll get this for now for pass holder at least. So, or it'll but be this the is, same. This thing is tomorrow. the things that people care about, right? This, these are the things that people care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, that, uh, that's good that they're doing that. I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah. You know, about time, but. <laughs> <laughs> there's also going to be a special line like they've had in the past um and then uh also a new magic mobile pass design uh so if you're using magic mobile which uh you know you can actually select different cards to show up on your magic mobile uh they're going to have new designs for pass holders and i i, I there's some pictures of it out there they, it mm-hmm. looks pretty cool yeah um what right. else? so the, okay there's the badge i thought there was something else here that i saw too Hmm. I don't know. Special recognition at theme park entrances and my Disney Experience app, the badge, Magic Mobile. I think that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, some new stuff, right? Not a bad thing. Yep, for sure. All right. right, Let's do our ad for Monero. Let's do our (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's do our ad for Monero. We talked about DVC resale market earlier. If you're looking to finance your DVC resale market purchase, look no further than Monero Financial. Monero, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monero offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go and check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to MoneroFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Okay. So, stuff is coming back, Trevor. Stuff. (laughs) So many things. And, and, you know, I I love having Damon here, but... I'm glad he's not here in this episode because like, yeah, he wouldn't cares? care about any of this. And I know, you know, I, you know, I want to talk about this stuff. So, because this is the stuff that makes Disney Disney, man. And this yes. is like having this stuff come back is is amazing, right? So, like, uh, for example, we got the uh, there's there's an, there's an open show happening again on the on the stage. We got the piano player Casey's Corners back, which. I don't know if you saw this, but they had the original guy that did that was the piano player. Yeah, I think playing on the 50th that, anniversary. Uh, yeah, he opened it in 1971. Yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by the way, did you see they still have two dozen cast members from opening day? It's amazing. That says a lot, actually. That it does. People, not not just the you know obviously that you know Disney's kept them employed this long, but those people you know obviously they're really enjoying being there if they've been there that long. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be amazing, though, to be there for the entire history of the park and just see how much it changes over time. You know, it's just very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, and then at Epcot, uh, Alberta Bounds. Hey, look in the <laughs> Canadian Pavilion. <laughs> I, I'll admit I've never actually stopped to watch them. So that they're actually <laughs> they're a folk band, which yeah. we have a lot of folk music around here, and, and that's fine. Um, I've just... I, I've seen the I've seen the ad for them before, but it's funny because every time I walk by there, I'm like, oh, you know, I can I can see that at the uh, the Calgary Stampede if I really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, and then we got Sergio in Italy, the guy that like juggles and stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Although I'm my favorite. I'm still sad. Oh, this is my favorite too, Trevor. Yeah. I'm, I was so I told my wife about this. I was so excited about it. Go ahead. The the. The Taiko Drummers of Matsuriza in Japan. Oh, 
They're the best. I was saying to my wife, I was like, I was like, the drummers are back in Japan. She's like, oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited to see them again. Mm-hmm. They're the best. I just love them. Although I'm really sad that the, uh, the guy with the whistle and the, the acrobat guy with the chairs in France, mm-hmm. they're not back yet. I love that one too. Uh, although every time I watch it, I'm like, this guy's going to fall and crack his head open. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he seems to know what he's doing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's a professional, but, yeah, uh, you know, was, no, I mean, he's up high, man. I don't know. There's no mat underneath him. It's kind of scary. Uh, it'll be fine. They, <laughs> <laughs> The, the, they'll pick him up and take him backstage. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> right. Um, and then we got some musical, uh, some music coming back to Animal Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chuck yeah, Randy, I think it's called. Yeah. Is that is Chuck Is that the the guy that plays the harp? Because there's a dude that plays like a harp that's like crazy good. Uh, I thought this was the uh, um, like. Uh, uh, like East Indian dancers. Oh, it could be. Yeah. It's kind of, let me, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like Bollywood type music. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the one. There, Cause yeah. there's a guy that like played like, it was, I don't even know if it was like a harp, but it was like, there was something cool there. I, I, I don't know. I, listen, excuse me for not knowing the names of all the performers. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I will admit, like, I, I hear them like as I'm walking through and, and I, I guess this is the thing is, yeah, you don't necessarily stop it and, you know, yeah. Know exactly who all these are, but this is like that, you know, ambient music and stuff going on that has been missing from the parks for such a long time. And that, that's why I'm so excited about this is that, you know, this is really bringing back the character and that spontaneity of, of the parks. If you think about yeah. it, like, the, because, yeah. you know, how many times has it been, you know, yeah, you're walking through, uh, through Harambe. And, you know, all of a sudden these guys come out and start playing music and, and you may not necessarily stop, but like you can hear it through the area or, you know, you come around a corner and it's going on and you just, you're just kind of like, okay, cool. You know, this is what we're doing now. Yeah, exactly. You just stop and watch. Like it's that street atmosphere stuff, right? Like there's yeah. never going to be a time that I'm walking by the jammeters that I'm not going to stop and watch the jammeters. Like it's just not going to, like no matter what's happening, no matter where I'm heading, I'm going to stop and watch the jammeters for five minutes. It, it, you know? It's like, very hypnotic. Like it is. Yeah. yeah. Watching drumming is to me is like, that's why I like the taiko drummers too. It's like that, you know, the rhythm and everything. It's just like you can just sit there and watch and go, that's so cool. <laughs> I also just watch them and I'm like, I don't know how they're physically doing this as human beings because it yeah. just, it seems exhausting, right? The, the coordination um, is, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah you, you can see where, uh, you know, it, appreciate the work that these people put into, to doing these performances for sure. 100%. And, uh, you know, I'll also mention too, performers are coming back to the boardwalk. And, you know, I stayed at boardwalk when I went in April mm-hmm. and it was kind of sad. Like it was, because everything was closed on the boardwalk, basically. And it just was like, you know, at nighttime it, on the boardwalk, there's like lots of cool stuff going on. There's like magicians and performers and there's boardwalk games. And there was none of that in April. And, you know, listen, my trip was still magical and such. But like that kind of stuff is what makes the boardwalk the boardwalk, right? So that's, you know, stuff that I'm excited to have come back. And then, you know, I've never actually seen uh, Yeehaw Bob, right? But... I, I've heard of him, you know, and I've watched videos and stuff. Yeah, like, I've never I was going to say, Port I've, Orleans, but, I've watched yeah. videos of him, and yeah, he's, uh, it, it's something that I definitely want to do at some point is go to Port Orleans and check him out. Yeah, but me too. Yeah, it's it's super, super exciting again that, you know, Yeehaw Bob is coming back because he's kind of got a, 
uh, a cult following as well. He does. He yeah. does. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, so we, we've got, uh, let's see here. Uh, Disney princesses are returning to Princess Fairytale Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnie is returning to uh, Red Carpet Dreams. And then we've got uh, Disney Junior in the animation courtyard. Uh, Mickey's going to be at Town Square Theater again. Uh, and he's going to be, he's going to be wearing his iridescent clothes, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the return of Disney Movie Magic, which is the projection show at Hollywood Studios. That's in early November. Um, and they're going to have a new sequence. And then Indiana Jones is coming back December 19th. Right in time for Christmas. Cause when I think yeah, of right. Christmas, I think of Indiana Jones. I think of it, the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm happy but, that's coming back too. Now that one, obviously like they had to bring the cast members back, maybe find other cast members if they can't, couldn't bring them back. And then, you know, there's probably a lot of training and practicing that goes into that show. Cause I mean, oh, it's totally. a fun show to watch, but it's dangerous too. I mean, like yeah, it's, it's a legitimately dangerous show. Yeah. It's, it's very physical, very coordinated. And yeah, yeah you know, that this is what we've been saying is, you know, that this was Indiana Jones was going to be one of the last shows to come back because it is so, um, technical and complicated. And, yeah. um, you, you know, I, I think this is good that they announced at least because it does dispel the rumors that, um, I think we heard for a while there that people were talking about, oh, you know, they're going to replace it or they're going to, they're going to take it out. So, so this is going to tear least, it down and put something there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is at least, uh, quelling that rumor mill, which I think is great. Um, I know that my, my son's excited for this and I'm excited for it too because this was, uh, um, I still remember the first time we took my son to this. He, like, you know, you know, going to Disney World the first time with him, he had no concept of, of any of the stuff. And prior to that, we had never sat down and watched any of the Indiana Jones movies because he was yeah. he, like he was a bit younger. I mean, truth be told, we probably could have watched them, but we we felt that, you know, they were still a little too um, too mature for him. Sure. And uh, but, you know, we, we sat him down and watched the show. And, and it was funny because. Um, you know, when we came into Hollywood studios, his initial thought coming from the previous parks was, um, he was all about, you know, what's the next ride we're getting on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then and Hollywood studios is not really that. Yeah. <laughs> it's right? more that and, now, and, but- and so at first, like, yeah. you know, we, we had spent the first part of the day, we did some of the rides and he was kind of looking around going like, okay, what else? And then we said, you know, we're going to watch this Indiana Jones show. And, and he was kind of, at first he was like, Oh, fine. I guess like, you know, you're going to make me go sit down. Right. Like, you know, to any, to any kid, it's like, you know, telling them, Oh, you're going to, we're going to go sit and watch something. You know, 90% of the time they're like boring. I want to be doing something, but it was, it was so funny because I, I remembered he was, he was kind of against it. And then, you know, as soon as it started, he was like, I never saw his, <laughs> his attention, switch so fast like it was like he wanted to leave and all of a sudden he was like whoa this is like the greatest thing ever and by the end of it he was like like he was all in on it and and so because of that it has become a very or for us it's you know we have to go and watch it every time and um so i'm glad that they brought it back because like you know i i'm always saying hey you know it's okay for disney to change stuff and it's okay for disney to you know evolve and everything but there still is certain things that, you know, we have memories around and sure. I know it'll go away eventually, but I'm glad that it didn't go away now. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Indiana Jones too. And I'm, I'm going to 
throw a spoiler alert out again for the second time in the show. If you've not seen, you know, seen Indiana Jones, just skip past this. Uh, <laughs> the first time you see it, it's great because you don't know about the plant in the crowd, right? Like, yeah. so, and like, so, and it's such a surprise because you just don't suspect it at all, right? If you don't know, right? If you don't know going into it. So it's, it's, I feel like it's one of those shows, but I also like one of the things that was missing from the parks, and I know this is going to sound funny, but it's, it's totally true. Like I loved walking around the parks and you would just hear a random explosion of some sort, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be like, yeah. Oh, it, it, there was an explosion or like cap guns going off, you know, like, it's like, and, and that was just normal. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're just like, like yeah, yeah, you know, loud explosion. Yep. This is where we are. <laughs> yeah. There's a giant fireball that you just saw go up in the, from the back of the park. Like, I mean, up from the front of the park, what, what just happened? You know, like it's, it is, and that's the thing that would happen in Indiana Jones, right? Is they have the giant fireball, right? And, and it, just that random stuff. I, we don't, my wife and I would always joke about the random daytime fireworks at, at Magic Kingdom, you know, like, cause they had that stage show. And at the end, they would always shoot off a couple fireworks during the day. But like, if you're not anywhere near the castle and you're not paying attention, it would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> like, just like, oh gosh, well, there's a fireworks just went off. Like, where did that come from? You know, I, I remember we were waiting on, t- on line for a uh, little mermaid one time and, uh, the fireworks went off and because they shoot off like right behind there, like, yeah. you know, the fire where they shoot off is right. You know, that's the back of the park. Uh, right behind there, there's the, the ride is in, you know, a warehouse. And then behind that is where they shoot off the fireworks. So it shoots off close to there and it scared the heck out of us. But like that kind of stuff is like part of the atmosphere. It's part of the things you expect. It's, you know, and, and especially at Hollywood studios where the initial intent was they're filming movies here. Right. And that's what you got. The vibe that was there is that, Oh, they're, they're filming a movie here. Right. And so you'd hear those little cap guns going off. You'd hear an explosion and like, Oh, they're, they're doing a doing a movie over there. You know what I mean? Or, like it was Yeah, like yeah. when they used to do like lights motor action and stuff like that oh, yeah. too. Yeah, there was even more of it. RIP. <laughs> RIP, my friend. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was it was a good show. But I loved that show so much. It was so cool. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, so I'm excited for all this stuff to come back. The one thing not in here though, fantastic. Still. It's killing me, and, Trevor. It's and killing again, me. It's you know, this is same problem as Indiana Jones is that it's, yeah. you know, even even more so than Indiana Jones, it's a super technical show. And it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> and has a lot of moving parts to it. And I'm sure they need to get a lot of people back in place in order to uh, to make sure that it functions properly. Yeah, they do. I mean, the mode is still drained last I saw. So mm-hmm. which is a bummer. But I mean, they can fill that in like a day. Like, I love people see that and they're like, oh, it's going to be closed for months. It's like, no, they can fill that back up in a day. Like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so the, the next thing I have on here, I, I put down some fun merch, uh, that I saw cause we've been talking about merch, right? So yeah. I, I, I was looking at the first, I, I want this watch. There's a, there's a Mickey watch. It's a, it's a limited time citizen time piece. It's a, it's a cool retro Mickey watch. I actually really want this. It, it looks like an eighties watch yeah. to me. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, it, you're right. It looks good. Like it's, uh. The, the Mickey on it looks really good. It's got the castle in the background. I can see why you want it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't wear gold anything ever. Like I, I'm not a mm-hmm. gold person. I, I'm always wearing like, you know, silver colors, uh, or metal. You know, it's, it's usually not gold, but it's just cool retro and I want it. The thing that bothers me, it says you can buy it on Shop Disney and I went on Shop Disney. And it's not there. Yeah. So 
I've given up one shop Disney. Disney. You can't get anything on there right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, did, some... did you see this yep. mini Lego uh, castle? I did. I did. Yeah. I, I, you know, here's where I'm at with Lego, Trevor. <laughs> like, <Uh-oh. laughs> if it's not a big, complicated project, I don't want it. Right? Like, I want something that's like over a thousand pieces. A thousand pieces are bust. Really? That's how I'm feeling these days. Yeah. I, I like the big kit. Like, I want... It's funny, and this is totally non-Disney related, but I just saw that they're putting out like a Titanic, you know, a, a Titanic mm-hmm. figure that you can do. And I was like, oh, let me look into that, right? And then it was, I think I, I think it's 9,000 pieces, and it's like $700, and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> like, people think Disney charges a lot for stuff. Lego is so expensive. Oh, well, it's yeah, the, crazy. The, the, the technical... Like like the the uh, the builder sets, yeah, those oh, yeah. those are ridiculous. So but anyway, um, yeah, so, so it's cool though. I like it. I like it. I just don't know if I get it. So I I'm on the other side. Is that I actually like this looks more appealing to me because I like having stuff on my desk. So I I like little things that I can put on my desk that um like when I'm working I can fiddle around with it or you know just have it there. Right. So, so to me, this is actually more appealing than the big set because, um, I would rather have smaller stuff like this that I don't feel like I have to find a dedicated space for it. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So listen, the, the, the big castle I have is, is unwieldy, right? I think I told you guys I tried to move it and the whole top fell off and I had to rebuild it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, yeah, no, listen, I, I just, I just want something that's going to take me a couple weeks. Like I want a project, but I, I get what you're saying though, too. This makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I feel. Yeah, there's. There's definitely. There's different sides to it, and yeah, for for me, um, I don't like a ton of the little stuff. Like I, I've got friends that collect like Funko Pops and stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's a whole other world <laughs> for me. Um, the Funko but, Pops are crazy yeah, too. But, yeah, but like I have, I have a mix of like small video game toys and Disney stuff on my desk, which. I think that's the bigger thing for me is that, like I said, you know, if I'm, if I'm working, you know, or if I'm on a meeting, I'll usually have like one of these things. It's almost like a, like a fidget spinner kind of thing, like a, like no, a fidget that. toy. Right. So, and actually I admit something like a, a mini Lego set like this, I would probably spend more time, you know, like popping the, uh, the turrets off and putting popping them back the turrets on. off. Yeah. <laughs> I would so do that too. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I mess around with my figment Funko, uh, that sits on my desk all the time. So much to the dismay of Damon. Yeah. I, I, I feel like every time I touch the, the, the figment that's out of the box, like Damon, like gets like a tingle. <laughs> like you know, he's, that he's like somewhere, someone somewhere is 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 ruining a the toy. Spidey you know? sense is going off. Yeah, yeah. Damon has has senses for that. Like, yeah. There's your meme this week, Jeremy. I did your work for you. There you go. You're welcome. You, you know, every time you say that, Jeremy doesn't meme on whatever it was you said because yeah, no, he does it on some stupid mistake I made when I said, yeah. it. So well, he said well, something dumb. So, so so yeah, don't don't do Jeremy's job for him. Let him figure out the memes, but. uh yeah, but I, I guess the flip side of it, Jeremy, you you have to figure out how to work with this. Is if we say, yeah. "Here's your meme for this week," are you actually going to use it, or are you going to deliberately not use it because we said to use it? That's a good. That's a good question. That's uh-huh. a good questions. All right, <laughs> I want to tell. I don't even want to talk about this OtterBox cell phone case out of my general rage for Disney never offering any phone case that isn't an iPhone case. It drives me insane. Thank I, you. I, it drives me crazy. I, I, I use a Google <laughs> Pixel and I would love to have yes. 
an OtterBox case for. <laughs> I also have a Pixel, and I would also love to have a Disney OtterBox case. But and listen, I understand Steve Jobs sat on the Disney board. I understand they have a close relationship with Apple, but that doesn't mean there's, you can't give stuff to the Android people there's too. More than one phone, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> In fact, outside of North America, um, Androids actually have a bigger market share than yes! iPhone. Yes. Thank but you. I guess because you know. It is in North America and Disney. They're appealing to the, the larger market, but that's not me and that's not you. <laughs> I know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Not Disney. that I would buy this one, but, you know, anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, but, you know, if they started offering more, like, kind of the same way that they offer a bunch of cool magic bands, if they start doing that with, like, I know they already do offer a bunch of different phone cases, but, you know, if if you could get, you know, something other than iPhone phone cases – that would go a long way for me. Like I would be seriously considering swapping out my phone case. Like every time I go to Disney, but yeah, for sure. They're missing out on a huge market here. They are totally. That's ridiculous. Okay. I also want to ask, are you, do you do a caramel apple? Cause I don't, I don't, I don't like a caramel apple or a candy apple. I I'm always afraid I'm going to like rip out a tooth somehow. Um, I, I actually, I never used to like them, but my son, um, bought one and I tried it and it's actually not as bad as you think. Like they're, they're actually pretty good. Um, they're not my favorite thing still, but I, you know, I can see the merits around buying a can, uh, a caramel apple every once in a while, especially, you know, th- this Werther's one looks pretty good. looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, it's a caramel apple with sprinkles and milk chocolate coin and, uh, the, a 50th celebration caramel on the outside. It, it looks, it looks awesome. Like, mm-hmm. There, there are a few better smells, and we've talked about this before, than when you walk into the uh, Werther's uh, shop there in uh, in Germany. It's, I mean... Yeah, uh, Caramel Kush. Yes, Caramel Kush. I'm sure we're saying that wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, so the last thing I have on here is actually Halloween food. Oh, because we... I thought we already went through... Oh, right. Oh, we didn't, though. We didn't, okay. Though, friend. We went through Halloween food... At Disneyland. We did not go through Halloween food at Disney World. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we don't need to go through this whole whole thing because I I think we should uh, start to wrap this up. But I think let's let's go through and see if there's anything in here that catches our eye. Like this Haunted Mansion mini cake. Pretty cool. I'm down. It looks like a doom buggy. It's, uh, It's chocolate and vanilla chiffon cake with chocolate brownie and what is Diplomat cream? I've never heard of that ever. I have Diplomat no idea. Cream? What um, yeah, what is that? Oh gosh, I so if you watch like um, Great British Bake Off or anything, they I do, do but I don't remember that. They've <laughs> they've various people on that have used Diplomat cream, and I can't remember exactly what the term is or what the the definition is of a Diplomat cream. But it so is you a thing. like pumpkin? You like pumpkin spice, right? Um, yeah, sometimes. Or is the Damon that's into pumpkin spice? I forget. No, I I I'll go for pumpkin spice every once in a while. Okay, because there's a lot of pumpkin spice stuff going on here. <laughs> there's a pumpkin p- pecan cheesecake, which uh, so I like cheesecake, and da- I know Damon doesn't like cheesecake, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really do cheesecake either. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big creme brulee fan either. I, mm-hmm. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Um, let's see what else we got here. I like these uh, Rice Krispie treats that are decorated, like the some of these cool. Uh, you know, they have um, what's his name, Jack Skellington. And uh, like a, a sad Mickey. What is? What, a, I don't know what it's a Mickey's pumpkin, but it looks really unhappy. But it's a rice krispie. And there's tree. some sort of green goo on its head. I don't know that's, what's going. That's on. That's the stem of the pumpkin. Oh, is that what that's so, supposed to be? So, so the ears are like supposed to be negative space. 
Okay. That yeah. doesn't make any sense, but okay. You, oh, <laughs> you, negative space is when you, when you design something so that you actually use, um, no, no, I yeah, know what it's it supposed means. to be black. I'm right? just, I, I know what it means. I'm just saying it looks weird. That's all I'm saying. Fair, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, it, it looks like a, or it's supposed to be a pumpkin with the, the stem coming out, but they use the ear to make a space for the stem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the fact the that I'm over explaining means that they tried too hard. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the one that's standing out for me here, though, is the Mickey, uh, mummy pinata, which again, we talked about pinatas, I think last week, and I, I really want to try one of these pinatas where I, get to smash something but it basically looks like a mini i mean it looks like a, a mini mickey <laughs> mm-hmm. uh as a, as a mummy and you smash it open and it's filled with uh treats so I, it just looks cool though i, I like it with the the eyes it's kind of creepy with the eyes peering through the, the mummy wrappings like especially since mickey's eyes don't really look like that but it makes it look creepy yeah right let's yeah. see what else and what is here. there the yeah, a lot of these. There's a lot of drinks I'm noticing, like the it's a lot of drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a lot of drinks going on here. Nothing, nothing terribly interesting though. Like, like this is what we talked about last week. Is that you know there there's you know relabeling stuff or just you know making things. You know, here's like something with bright green icing. That's kind of boring, but. Uh, I should mention yeah. this is specifically at Disney Springs, right? So this mm-hmm. is we're talking about Disney Springs stuff here. So I don't know how much control Disney has over what like Gideon's makes, which I don't think they do, right? No. But but you know, so they're just highlighting some of that stuff here. Like I, I think I don't know if they own the Ganashery or not, but I feel like they do because I think they're cast members at the Ganashery. Okay. So actually, the, the more that I'm looking at this Gideon stuff, I. Hmm. They, you know, they did themselves, (laughs) they did themselves a disservice because I just realized it's kind of interesting how they did their, the Franken cake is that it actually has a a reverse drip cake going on. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Which, yeah, it, it, that is kind of interesting, but, uh, initially I just looked at it and it's like, oh, it just looks like a chocolate cake, but actually, yeah, the drips are going up the side of the cake instead of down. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I also just like the cookies and cream buttercream. That sounds delicious. <laughs> and there's layers of M&Ms in there, too, yeah. which sounds great. Um, I Also, Sprinkles Cupcakes here. There's some cool cupcakes uh, over here, too. So like, Black, a black velvet. velvet, velvet. Like, yeah. That would make your mouth, like, purple for days, it looks like. It would. <laughs> it would have some other effects as well yeah. that might take a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> double stuffed Oreo cupcake. That sounds pretty good. So yeah, yeah, these are all Disney Springs uh, stuff, but I, I, you know, there's some cool stuff here, some interesting things. So, um, oh, is that it? Yeah, I guess that is it. So that's it. It's time to wrap up the show. We're wow. we're done. All right, cool. Look at that. All right. Well, I guess uh, yeah, we should probably start by mentioning that uh, we will be having a live show here in a couple of weeks, won't we? Oh yeah, we're doing seven thirty on the 29th. That was overwhelmingly everybody's favorite time to do this. Uh, so we're going to do it October 29th, 730. Um, you'll be able to catch it on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we'll be, you know, live and then you can, you know, write in comments if you want and we can respond to them on the fly. We're also, if you're wearing a Halloween costume, we're going to send out a link. You're free to pop in and join us on the show. Uh, I I will qualify. It doesn't have to be a Disney costume because (laughs) not all of us are necessarily wearing Disney costumes. Yeah, Trevor and Damon are coordinating non-Disney costumes. So <laughs> I wouldn't say we're coordinating. Well, okay. 
kind of <laughs> kind of yeah i mean we 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 talked about it it's not uh yeah i mean they're, they're not matching costumes or anything but um yeah don't be afraid to go outside of disney obviously i know we you know we will be talking about disney stuff but the costumes don't have to be disney yeah that's true yeah but we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be fun so if you just want to watch that's cool if you want to pop in and join us and talk to us and and jump onto the live stream we love that as well uh we it's it's a hot mess every time we do this but it's great it's a lot of fun. Uh, we always end up laughing a lot and having a good time and all talking over each other because there's too many cooks in the kitchen. But it's a good time. And, um, you know, come check it out. Uh, we do have an event uh, posted on the Facebook group for it and on the page. Uh, you can, if you signal that you're interested in it, I believe it will remind you when it's going to happen. So, uh, so you know, go check out that event on there. Say you're interested if you if you want to watch us. Of course, you'll be able to rewatch it on YouTube and everything too. So it'll it'll you know be on YouTube afterwards. And then, of course, we're also going to pull the audio for that for the next week's podcast. So you'll be able to hear just the audio if you don't get the chance to watch the videos. So. Yeah. So. It- yeah, even if even if you can't make it to the live show, there will be plenty of ways for you guys to to see what happened and uh, keep up on on whatever shenanigans we get up to. Are we giving anything away during that show? I forget. Mm-hmm. I think so, right? No, maybe? no, we're um, maybe I'll give some stuff away. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, well yeah. I thought we were going to do some smaller stuff, but the the big giveaway that Damon's been planning, I don't think we're doing that yet. We'll have to double check with Damon away. when he gets back. We should give away some fanny packs. We should just order some fanny packs from the yeah. store and send them to people. Totally. Because I want to see I want to see Welcome Home podcast fanny packs walking around the parks. Like, that's what I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. continue. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We We get lots of great emails and have lots of great conversations. So, keep it coming. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can uh, find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast, and you can join the uh, Facebook group called Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, lots of great people in there. We've got a really good community of people that are all Disney fans, and um, it's honestly one of the funner groups out there. We, we're all very respectful of one, one another, and uh, um, but you know you can still have some good discussions about Disney. As Tom mentioned, if uh, you want to make sure that you can keep up on things like the live show coming, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, to our Instagram. YouTube is Welcome Home Podcast. Instagram is Welcome Home Picks. So make sure you follow those. And if, uh, you know, outside of the fanny packs, if you want to get any other merchandise like mugs or t-shirts or anything, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Check out some of the stuff there and see if there's anything you would like to get for your next uh, trip to to the parks. It is working again, by the way. The, the, yes. the, thank you to anybody that tried to buy stuff from the store and for their patience. It broke briefly. It's briefly. It's back. So <laughs> go yeah. check that out. Store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, unfortunately the, the, uh, you know, hosting for these things doesn't always work well. So we do have hiccups, but yeah. And we're still new over there too. So yeah. that too. Um, alternately, if you guys would like to subscribe to our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod. As I said earlier in the week, you know, there was a bit of a, a, a hiccup with Facebook. And, uh, um, if you subscribe to Patreon, it actually gets you access to the discord server, which, uh, discord still happened to be up while, uh, Facebook was down. So, um, you know, Damon actually showed up in Discord and like was posting random stuff in all the different channels. It was pretty yeah, funny. So 
So, you know, it's, you know, we are obviously very heavily on Facebook and, and, you know, still will be, but you know, it's, it, I think it's good to be in more than one place because, you know, sure. you guys will still be able to, to interact with us and interact with other people in the community. So, um, something, yeah. something to think about if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon. Yeah. And I just want to mention a couple of things about the Patreon too. Like mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody supporting us uh, on the Patreon and, you know, we, we're we're not sitting here telling you like you know give us money. We we use this money to give do promotions and do fun things, and that's part of why we you know you, we take a huge cut out of what comes from the Patreon to give out the merchandise that we do as part of the different tiers. And part of the reason why we decided to do that is that we wanted to do that stuff, right? We we don't yeah. want to just have you give us money and not get anything in return, right? And so, in fact, some people are starting to... Uh, some of our first patrons are starting to get their their gear. It looks awesome. Uh, there's some mugs that are out there. I know some people are getting some sweatshirts soon, too. And this is stuff that's exclusive to the Patreon. And then on top of that, you get the Discord access. You get access to our show notes ahead of time. So, like, you get to see... You know, if you're on the Patreon, you got to see what we're going to talk about on this episode, like, four days early, <laughs> you know, before you actually hear this episode. And then also, we're, we're also offering a discount in our store as well so you can get a discount as a as a patron so there's a lot of cool stuff that we're giving away as part of this and and uh you know we just appreciate all the support that we've gotten and you know we if you do want to support us we very very much appreciate that and and just know that everything we do goes back into the show and goes back into the listeners yeah absolutely that we're we're doing this like like tom said because we want to and because this is fun for us and we want to make it fun for you guys so yeah Exactly. Um, and the yeah. Discord's been a lot of fun. We totally. we get real personal on the Discord and we I, I have a lot more fun with it. I just pop in there sometimes when I'm writing the show and just start chatting with people. Before we started recording today, I opened up the voice line and I was chatting with Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. We were we were having a little chat before I started recording. And uh I, I was actually late for the recording, so I was joking that Trevor was gonna pop into the voice channel and be like, Hey, get to the recording. But um, you know, we have some fun on there and, and there's some interesting things and it's a it's a lot more of a personal kind of one on one kind of discussion you're having with us so yeah exactly and um so tom we should actually um we should get some of the patreon stuff for ourselves just thinking about it i kind of want a patreon our patreon yeah yeah the what the mug uh no actually i'm thinking i want like a t-shirt or something it's funny that the patrons have more have stuff that we don't have like that's mm, <laughs> like, yeah yeah if you're a patron right now on our patreon yeah you you actually that we don't have yeah you, yeah you, you guys have merch that even even the uh even the administrators don't possess right now so think about that <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so and Reviews. anyway yeah back to wrapping this up uh so as you know as usual if you guys uh are listening on itunes we do appreciate it if you leave a review um, you know, anything is good. Um, more reviews is definitely better, but, uh, obviously if, uh, if you could be nice and leave us a five-star review, that obviously helps our, our numbers in terms of getting more visible out there and hopefully finding more people to listen to the podcast. But even if, uh, you don't like what we're doing, um, we appreciate constructive feedback, but, uh, just saying we're boring is not constructive feedback. So don't do that. We've gotten very nice reviews lately. I know we have, but, so uh, been very, yeah, we, we haven't gotten a one star in a while, so let's keep it that way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and were you going to say something else? No, no, I'm, before I'm I go on my thing. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. So don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's available. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney DVC. That's us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, unfortunately. And as such, all opinions expressed on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. A huge thank you, as always, to DVC Resale Market and Monero for sponsoring this episode. Please check them out. They're great partners of ours. And uh, the way we show them love is, uh, you know, you guys going and uh, getting DVC Resale contracts from them and and, uh, financing for Monero. So... Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.